You are so holy. Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Believers in Messiah Jesus Christ around the globe, welcome to RLM TV. We are here live from Minneapolis, Minnesota, USA, broadcasting the Shekinah glory of Jesus Christ and His Kingdom. We're going to be praising for a while. Please join in in the thanks and the praise. As Ruth Heflin said, we thanks until the spirit of thanks comes. We praise until the spirit of praise comes. We worship until the spirit of worship comes. We worship until the angel of Shekinah comes. Then we stand in the Shekinah tonight by the grace and love and mercy of Jesus Christ, Messiah King of all Israel and all nations. Amen. Keeping me alive, keeping me alive, well, I've got it and I 
this night. There's electricity in the air. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? It's everywhere. So fill it this night, saith the Lord. Fill it, permeate through thee. Fill it, penetrate all the way through thee. Yea, from the top of thy head to the soles of thy feet. Fill my power. Fill my power. Fill my power flowing through thee. Yeah, you can't stop it. You can't stop it. No man can stop what I'm doing for thee. No man can put to an end of it. Because I am the beginning and the ending. The Alpha and Omega. Yes, I am. I am doing a new thing for thee. New thing. Newness. Newness in thee. So take it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Be that conductor. Be that conductor. Be that conductor, Santa Lord. Let it flow through thee to each and every one. Let it flow through thee out to the world. Let it flow through thee to heal the sick, to set the captive free this night. For I'm doing it now. Yes, I'm doing it now. Yes, I'm doing a new thing in thee. So don't concentrate on all the surroundings, but concentrate on me. But well, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it this night. I'm doing it for each one of thee. So take it and run with it and do what I tell thee, and you shall see the victory. You shall see the victory. Victory, victory, victory tonight. 
Victory, victory, victory tonight. I've got the victory. 
Yeah, that's pretty good, you guys. It's pretty good. Pretty good. But we need to do something else. We need to give Jesus a loud shout. Some of you are bound up, and some of you are a little too zealous. So we need to shout right from the part of us where Jesus Christ is. Christ in you, the hope of all your soul, realizing His glory. So on the count of three, everyone watching online and everyone in the audience here at Joel's Bar, let's release a shout from Jesus Christ in us through all the world of Isaiah. Three, two, one. Rejoice!
for the next course. <laughs> like a palate cleanser at an exclusive dinner. Now, I haven't been to too many of those, but the times that I have, they give you some delicacy in between courses that just changes the palate. Because the next course that's coming along, Waiting on you, God's got a 
saved a wretch like humanity like humanity amazing has said how sweet the sound of going to the next rung that's what I'm talking about it Let's saved go. something didn't it you're getting a little more saved just a you little know? more soteria the word for saved in the new testament is sozo or soteria every single time and it means an ever-increasing salvation. So you're getting a little more saved as you get a little bit more crucified with Him. Amen. And so for your notes, if you just want to make a little nation, remember that's sozo, S-O-Z-O. So it's sozo and not schizo. Amen. <laughs> what kind of notes do you want me to take? Yeah, that's well, a good word religion, right there. religion is schizophrenia. That's, That's true. the spirit of religion. It's written in the word of God. Tossed back and forth by every wind and wave of doctrine. Well, what do you think about this teaching? Well, I heard. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. have you checked with so-and-so about the doctrine? And have you... Well, where is exactly that written in the Bible? Mm -hmm. Well, do you know Jesus? And have you learned how to love the Spirit of Jesus. And when you have the same Spirit of Jesus, you'll notice it flows. Revelation. God always confirms His Word. But if you're listening to another Jesus who is not the Lord who was crucified in the flesh, then you'll be tossed back and forth by every wind and wave and teaching and doctrine and opinion and you won't know who or what to believe that is called the spirit of confusion controlled by human beings is the spirit of antichrist <laughs> but we are controlled by the spirit of holiness Romans 8 therefore we're at peace within Jerusalem's walls Jerusalem below brick and mortar no Jerusalem above our mother, Galatians 4, it is written. Therefore we know through scripture 
that those who obey the spirit and angel of Yadevave Jesus Christ, Messiah King, are in the book of Isaiah. What's the book of Isaiah? Acts. The acts of what? The acts of the angel of Jesus Christ. Apostles? Well, what's an act of an apostle? Someone possessed and controlled by the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So you'll find that in your traditions of men, Tabernacle of Moloch, you have a different Holy Spirit. Now test that Holy Spirit with actual oral tradition of the apostolic today. And then judge it through the fire of the Torah. Amen? As it's written, all believers' works, that includes your doctrines and teachings and theologies, will be tested in fire. What exactly is fire? It's Torah alive. It's scripture alive from the heavenlies, already written on stone tablets above. Moses wrote down stone tablets below, corresponding to stone tablets that already had Torah on them above, as it's written, on the fourth day, God created the stars and the sun and the moon, and in Psalms it says, He named every star. Who did? Jesus Christ named every single star system, every single planet, and every single constellation He named. What did He name with? His eternal gospel. <laughs> the gospel comes from heaven, not earth. The gospel you have on earth is from men and women and uh, denominations, which are demon nations, divisions and schisms and factions called the fruit of the flesh or the fruit of uncircumcised nefesh. Galatians 5, it is written, all of that is from below, but we are eternal Israel from above, it is written. Nicodemus, you're the teacher of Israel and you know not these things. What will you do when I start to tell you the above truths? Nicodemus, teacher of Israel, highest level education in the universe, did not fathom even the elementary oral traditions of the Messiah that his apostles had already been learning for years. Right? He'd been demonstrating his messianic ministry throughout Israel and had the masses following him. Nicodemus comes to him at night and says, We know you are a teacher sent from God, for no one can do these works unless they are from God. So then Jesus said, Okay, you believe I'm from Yarevave. Now, now what level of faith do you have? Do you think I'm a prophet? You think I'm an evangelist? You think I'm a teacher like you? Let me give you a little bit of ancient truth that I gave Moses on the mountain to see if you have one ounce of Moses in you, Nicodemus. Pharisee of Israel, teacher of Israel, leader of Israel. He didn't even have one ounce of Moses in him. That's what Jesus Christ said. You don't even have the Torah of Moses in you from below teaching, understanding of the oral tradition of the below realm. What will you do when I give you the oral tradition and the teaching that I bring of the New Testament, of the New Covenant. You must be born again in heaven from above, it is written. Now from the above realm of the holy angels, not from the below realm of animals, but from the above realm of angels. Why that above realm? Because angels separate God from man. Bad angels? No. Holy angels. Holy angels all of them are what are between 
God's throne and man down here in Asaya, which is earth. In the realm of action or the acts, that action realm. The realm of the actions of the Holy Ghost, who is the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Messiah of Israel. Amen. So what are you going to do? Well, you better get into the angels and get obedient to their angelic protocol. Otherwise, there's zero chance of you ascending to even one measurement of God's salvation in heaven. As it's written, the Messiah is coming with the glory of the Father. The Messiah is coming with the glory of himself. And the Messiah is coming with the glory of the holy angels, which is the glory of the Holy Spirit. That's Torah. That's written in the Gospels. You can Google it and find out because it's the truth anyhow. And if you're not spending time engaged in the Word of God for whatever distraction you have in life and you're dying because of maltrition in your born-again spirit, well, prioritize your time, buckwheat. Prioritize. The Word of God is more important than anything else. And farting on the couch. Put 30 minutes in, into your ears and eyes, engaging in the Word of God, You'll be washed every day. But if you do it and it's just reluctancy and under compulsion and I got to do this stuff and it's just a religious impulse, well, you don't know the Spirit of Jesus yet. So what you need to do is talk to the Spirit of Jesus Christ who is the omnipresent God who created everything. The Spirit of Jesus is omnipresent. He's the maker of heaven and earth. He's equal to the Father and to the Holy Ghost. All right, so you need to understand the omnipresence of Jesus Christ. And as you understand the omnipresence of the king of all eternal rungs of Jacob's ladder today, you will begin to encounter him in a greater measure through revelations, oral tradition of Messiah, which is called apostolic doctrine, apostolic teaching, apostolic realities, kingdom realities, living in realms of glory, living in realms of the word of God you know not of. Ask me, and I will show you things you know nothing about. It is written. It is written. Mm -hmm. Are you living in the awe of God where He can reveal to you something new without you manifesting a judgmental, critical, murderous spirit of Antichrist against the revealing of Jesus Christ into your situation? Or are you already satisfied with the measurement you already know about God, which is less than 1%? Are you complacent? Are you complacently satisfied? Or are you hungry and thirsty for more? For those that are hungry and thirsty for more, the Bible says, will be filled. Filled with what? Glory. Filled with heaven. Filled with angels. Filled with promises. Filled with the upper garden of Eden filled with living waters, filled with fire and oil and angel feathers, filled with gemstones and gold and silver from God's treasure house in heaven, filled. What are the intentions of your hearts towards God? The thief comes only to steal, it is written. Have you come to take without sacrificing your heart tonight? Or are you willing to give some of you for some of him? It's a covenant. It takes two to tango. It's a business deal with the angel of Jesus Christ. And he's a shrewd businessman. He's not a pushover like most gullible Christians today that could just be hustled on the street like idiots. He's the most street smart wise man who's ever walked the earth. 
He never got taken advantage of by anyone. He's not a fool. As is written, Jesus Christ has been made wisdom unto us. What is wisdom? The actions, the Messiah of Yahweh in all things. He was proved among us, James says, by his words and his actions. Proved to be the Lord of glory by two things. The apostolic doctrine of one of the pillars of Jerusalem, James, his half-brother, came out of the same mom, Mary. He was proven by two things, his words and his deeds, his merit. Now you, after you're born again of the free water, are proven by merit, just like Jesus. You get the same deal. You got the same deal as God, the Son of God and the Son of Man. Now, a lot of Christians don't know that, and so we live in quite a bit of ignorance as to what kind of deal we made with Yadavavhe, Jesus Christ, Messiah, King of all rungs, Lord of heaven and earth. Some of you just think it's fire insurance. Some of you just don't even think at all, and you just drink and don't even renew your minds. Some of you just sit on your couch and are just total slobs. Some of you are pressing in and becoming total disciples. As it's written, goats to my left hand and sheep to my right hand in the throne of glory. Which means the glory is going to come and everyone will be put in their place as the glory comes down through the angels and the sons and daughters who become the manifest sons of God by rising through the angelic rungs and the angelic ranks and the angelic ways and the angelic thoughts until there's nothing human left about you in your heart, soul, mind, and bones and marrow. And all the ten levels of the sorceries of Laban are emptied out of your souls and your bones and your marrow. Well, you know what that means? Your spotless lambs. Can you become a spotless lamb? Can you have such a clean and perfect conscience by the washing of the Word of God mm. that you can stand in confidence before God the Father? A That's the question. Apparently, you can become a spotless giraffe. We saw that on Facebook today. Uh, first ever, at least recorded, spotless giraffe was born. Baby giraffe. And, you know, the, the long neck of the giraffe representing grace, right? Mm. Great grace. So spotless grace. Not greasy grace, not nasty, dirty, gross grace, not abuse of grace, not common grace, but pure and spotless grace has been birthed into Isaiah. So they're saying with this baby giraffe. Mm. Yeah, mm. Jacob spotted and speckled become yeah, the, the, the spotless and the speckle free of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Amen. So he takes away the spots of our transgressions by his stripes three stripes a brand of three stripes adidas we are healed amen with the three stripes that's just a cabalistic company using dark kabbalah to have marketplace leverage mm -hmm. just like all the wicked corporations of babylon the great the truth is the three stripes are man woman and god a cord of three strands is not easily broken, Ecclesiastes, it is written. So in order to practice oral tradition of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, you have to unravel the clippeth 
of the stolen oral tradition of Jesus Christ by the sorcerers and the wicked and the elite and the rich and the rulers of governments and secret societies of all nations, tribes, and tongues right now. Truth, anyhow. How does it come about? By a certain type of teaching. Peaceful protesting, not necessary at all. Just teaching and raising up temples of the Holy Spirit is all that's needed. A people that walk on sapphire stones obliterate the other side of the clippeth. Correspondingly, your sanctification and crucifixions with Christ in the world of Messiah will terminate all the abilities of the sorcerers of Babylon the Great. And that's why they are so set on distracting you, deceiving you, lying to you, and believing anything else except what Rebecca and I teach from the throne of Yarevave. Truth in hell. They'll say, do anything else except what the apostles of the Lamb are doing and saying. Because if you say what I say and do what I do and have the heart that I have, you will completely consume all the abilities of the principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, and spiritual wickedness in all the heavenly places. So those one-third stars separate you from God on earth. But those two-third stars connect you to God from earth to heaven. Or is that written? So glad you asked. Angels, Hebrews, are ministering spirits sent to help you inherit salvation. So the angels are the inheritance of salvation. Sensitivity to the Holy Spirit is the same sensitivity you currently have and possess in your hearts mm -hmm. towards the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Emmanuel, God with us, Holy Ghost. We got a Holy Ghost down mm -hmm. here that we're familiar with. We got a familiar spirit as a Holy Ghost. Oftentimes you got a white dove on your right shoulder, left shoulder. You come around mm -hmm. the apostles of the Lamb and it turns into a foul bird. Turns, turns into a demon. Turns into a demonic crow. Turns into a demonic raven. Turns into some kind of demonic toucan or any kind of parrot. Sometimes a gray matter parrot. An intelligent foul spirit from detestable hell. Evil birds called fallen angels sent to deceive you from Satan's throne. He inherited a kingdom through his rebellion against Jesus Christ. The issue is how much of his kingdom is in you and operating in your spirit, that's iniquity, in your soul, that's sin, and in your flesh, that's transgression. So we need to be prostrated before the Lamb of God in acts of humility, for you are only currently saved today in the measure you are humble. Not false humility, true humility, which is crucified with the Lord of glory. Not crucified with a religious spirit, beat yourself up like you get merit for that. No, that's an abomination. That's witchcraft. That's manipulating others to look a certain way in the eyes of men and women. The crucifixion with Christ is the crucifixion of your iniquity, sin, and transgression, and simultaneously reaping his resurrection and life and ascension. So when you're really crucified, you're simultaneously resurrected. 
And if you're not, you've never really been circumcised of heart. Therefore, you have no identification as an Israelite or a Jew. Which Romans 2 and Galatians 6 says what new covenant believers are. We are the Israel and the Jewish race, a holy nation. What about those that are natural Jews? Well, they've been cut off for a time because they've rejected Messiah. That's written in Romans 11. But if you wild branches have been engrafted in, you better walk in the fear of the Lord, it is written, so that you too are not disconnected from the vine, bearing no more fruit because you don't understand obedience to the commandments of the King of Israel, the Lamb of God. Why the terminology Lamb of God in Revelation? The Kabbalah of Apostle John could have used absolutely any description. He was exceedingly wise. The reason why that term is used only in the Johannine teaching is because the Lamb is a measurement of humility. It is the measure today you are saved. Truth anyhow. Type it in the comments. Truth anyhow. The Lamb of God is the humility of the Father. And the measure you have the Lamb, which is crucifixion of your humanity, your human spirit, which is iniquity, your human soul, which is sin, and your human bones and marrow, which are transgression. The measure you are crucified with the Lamb is the measure His salvation that he received from his father who saved him from Tartarus hell when he was damned in hell as a sinner buried under all the sins of all nations, tribes and tongues male and female and angels in the lowest darkest place of Tartarus which is the lowest prison for fallen angels in hell it's the very bottom root system of the seven castles of the fallen angels that some people call mountains. It's the roots of all evil. It's hell. But he was in the bottom of hell called Tartarus. Okay? And that's where he went because he took upon himself all the sins of all worlds and all timelines as the Lamb of God. What is a lamb in the sacrificial system of Moses? The scapegoat for Israel. It's you slit its throat and you sprinkle it into the Holy of Holies on the mercy seat inside Solomon's temple. And those lambs were raised in a town you might have heard of for a thousand years called Bethlehem. That's literally where the shepherds raised the Holy of Holies lambs that were sacrificed for the sins of Israel, the same place he was born fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. Amen. So now he died once and for all for the sins of all nations. The issue is, some nations cannot be saved. Some nations received a seal in the forehead that they have a different father by choice. It's called the nations of Cain. And if you don't believe that, you don't yet understand much of anything. Because Cain was marked in his forehead as a son of of the fallen angels and the one-third stars. So when people are a certain way out there and they're just by instinct animals and sorcerers, murderers and cheaters and robbers and thieves and you're just ignorant Christians getting taken, taken advantage of oftentimes by them, you don't realize that many of them are of the seed line 
of Cain, an irredeemable race. Now, you're, none of you are wise enough to judge should they die or go to heaven or hell because most of you, if judgment came, would be obliterated instantly because you're barely saved and you stand on no rungs and you have no merit with the holy angels and the archangels don't even know your name. So it's not like you can judge. What you can do is understand and receive teaching for the situation of reality of God's creation which will do something called build up your spirit in the most holy faith, always eating the food and drink of righteousness. It is written, if you hunger, you get filled. What are we hungry for? The teachings of the Messiah. Without the teachings of the Messiah, even with Torah of Moses, you are lost, you are apostate, and you are accursed. No Jew is a real Jew except they receive Messiah as Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible says. They're cut off from the true tree of life, the true collective of two-thirds holy angels in the heavens. They're with the one-third, but they're still in the heavens, right? Because the gifts of God are irrevocable, it is written, and that's in the context of Jewish ability in the book of Romans. Okay, so you can understand that. That's why people have such an ability, because it's instinct. It's in their DNA. It's in their blood. They had it burned into them at Sinai. You had it burned into you growing up that you could do this, that, and the other thing. It's your culture. It's your nature. Male, female, Jew, Gentile, Greek, educated, uneducated, wise, foolish. It was your upbringing. That's what's burned into you. Some people are burned into them an exceedingly great education and skill set. Some of them are burned into them absolute reprobate behavior of total nonsense and slothfulness and debauchery and worthless activity that is good for nothing in any society of any civilization of all time, which is called the reprobates. But from any level of skill set, having much or having little, God grants repentance to all nations if they take the skill set of the Spirit of Jesus Christ and become obedient to His throne as their Master. Master, which is the word Lord. We don't often say Master. We watch it in Star Wars, and we watch the Jedis call their Masters Masters, but we can't even do that to Jesus. And don't ever do that to me. Okay? Don't. Even though I do have a lordship in Christ, for he is Lord of Lords, first and foremost, the body of Christ must learn reverential fear and awe of the Spirit of Jesus Christ inside the temples that are consecrated and special for bringing his message. So that there's no brown nosing, there's no human fellowship, which is fellowship. But there's an actual comradeship amongst born-again spirits that are living in the above realm, engaging in Torah. Truth anyhow. Living in the angelic rungs of the holy angels of the God I am whom I serve, that you might be established as the heavenly Israel and the heavenly Jerusalem. That's the hope of glory, the hope of the resurrection, the hope of walking on the moon, walking on the sun, walking on the stars. 1 Corinthians 5, 40-42, apostolic doctrine. This is the path 
of immortality, says the Apostle Paul. But you've probably never heard that in any charismatic church of your entire lifetimes. Why is that? Because you have yet to have established in your generation the true apostolic witness of the resurrection of the glory of the Lamb of God. But it will come with such force and gentleness and kindness, but also severity and rigidness, that many will fall away from Christianity. Why? Because they were never Christians to begin with. As it's written, many have left us, but they were never of us. First John, it is written. Now, the fortitude of your hearts in Christ will be tested to see if you are actually faithful and true, or if you're fickle and false. Faithful and true, or fickle and false. Well, no one's faithful and true except Jesus. You have him in you. The reason why you don't realize the glory is because you're choosing with your mind to hide behind fig leaves. Fig leaves are your coverings against Jesus trying to reveal himself, revelate himself from your spirit man, the born again part of you, Christ in you, the hope that you remove the fig leaves and let him take over from the inside. The realization of the glory and the constant daily realization of the glory so that the glory would not just be a drop out of your heart into your brain once in a blue moon but rivers daily because you're so yielded to the messiah because you're so given and prostrated with your soul your feelings your emotions your will to the greater one in you rather than the devil in the world pretending to be Jesus Christ for the Antichrist comes in the guise of Christ the Bible says and he will be an external spirit of Antichrist getting you to look a certain way on the outside called whitewashed tombs of the hypocrites in Jesus Christ Torah if you read the Bible nowadays most Christians aren't even God inside minded and half of the people that I've led to be God inside minded have used their own Ruah soul to make and deify themselves in the greatest abomination of idolatry of all time. Truth anyhow. Now we need the sapphire sword of Enoch Metatron and Elijah Sandalphon and all the heavenly rungs of angels to come down and circumcise your minds your ears, your hearts, and your bones and marrow to be free from your own sins that are deserving of death today. Amen. Not in a, oh, I'm so sorry way, not in a Judas Iscariot crying and going to hell way through suicide. That ain't gonna do nothing. But through sincere repentance. Like Peter, who sincerely repented and is weeping with his heart rent before the Lord. Rend your hearts, not the outside, but your hearts, it is written. Peter rent his heart. Judas Iscariot rent his garments. The Bible says he threw the coins back into the temple. And it says he threw down and he rent his garments that I have sinned. Okay? He's the son of perdition or the son of Satan, the Bible says. Perdition means Satan. 
So what's the difference between the false repentance of Judas Iscariot, which is what religionists do, an external form of feeling bad and I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, but they never actually change behavior. Peter changed his behavior and became obedient to the commandments of the Lamb of God with his heart rent. That's actual forgiveness of the sins of your heart. Forgiveness is more about the invisible person of your spirit than the external things you've done wrong. Hello? Once your heart is actually forgiven from all the invisible iniquity you commit constantly in your thought life, the behavior of your soul, mind with emotions, and your, your actions, bones and marrow, follow suit. So what you really need is the circumcisions of Isaiah for the iniquities of the invisible person of your heart to be forgiven. Amen. And how does that happen? We want that. We're cut to the heart and hearing the gospel tonight. I hope you are. I really do. In Jesus' name. We are sincere before the heavenly Sanhedrin, Jerusalem, Zion, my Father, and all the holy angels of the Shekinah glory of Jesus Christ. We are sincere. You must engage in the word of God into your spirit and allow the Torah of the Messiah to obliterate iniquity in your heart. If you do not allow your heart to change, nothing you do of soul or of body makes any difference at all. Zero. You could be the greatest philanthropist of all time. You could give a billion dollars like Jeff Bezos' wife. She gave $2.5 billion to charity. But unless her heart is circumcised, she's still going to hell with Satan and his angels for eternity. Salvation cannot be bought, as is written. The Spirit and the bride say, come and drink freely. Freely. So what about the tithing and the offerings? Listen. You demon-possessed hypocrites. Listen. The tithes and the offerings are the obedience to the reaction of drinking the free waters of salvation grace. It's called merit, which is what gets rewards in Revelation 22, last words of Messiah in the Bible. But if you don't have any merit, and you're just stuck on milk for 40 years and nursery Christianity... Everything is free grace. Everything is the free water. Splish, splash. No, you're the whore of Babylon. That was one drink. After you drink the free water, you get into the costly nard. That was $55,000, if you understand that. And that's what caused Judas to betray him. And that costliness was spent on him. For the religious spirit doesn't even pour cheap perfume on the Messiah and murders those that pour expensive perfume. And if you have that antichrist spirit in you, be certain you are a temple of demons tonight and not the Holy Ghost. May God grant you repentance unto life in the name of Jesus Christ. If you're willing to have an act of humility before Him and prostrate yourself before the Spirit of Jesus Christ and ask for forgiveness, perhaps not guaranteed, and you certainly don't deserve it, and he doesn't need to do it. But he might show up and actually obliterate your iniquity if you're sincere of heart. But if you are insincere of your spirit, 
and you are still playing games in the invisible part of you, do not think Jesus will show up for you. He will be nowhere to be found, as he was nowhere to be found with Judas Iscariot, who was insincere to his last dying breath when his bowels burst open and worms of hell ate him into hell forever, into Tartarus. Right? Yes, that's apostolic doctrine. As it's written in Acts, he went where he needed to go. He went where he needed to go. There, are, there is stuff in you that needs to go to hell tonight so that you can go to heaven tonight. There's stuff in you that must descend tonight. The circumcisions, the crucifixions of all your iniquity, sin, and transgressions must be obliterated out of your hearts and minds and ears. And ears. The ears are a major thing. Ask Stephen. The Holy Spirit is not even listened to you anymore, Sanhedrin. And when they heard that, understanding the implications, they rent their garments, dragged him outside, and stoned him to death. Because you don't listen anymore. But the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, let him who has ears to hear, come and do what? Begin to obliterate their hearts with the Torah of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Luke 8. And when his disciples asked him the meaning of this parable, he said to them, To you it has been given to come progressively to know, to recognize, and understand more strongly and clearly. Luke 8.10, Amplified Classic. To you, it has been given to come progressively, to know, to recognize, to understand more strongly, more clearly. Just say it out loud, more clearly. More clearly. More clearly, the mysteries, the secrets of the kingdom of God, the Malkut of Yarevave, the Asiah of the Creator. What has been hidden from you is the mysteries of Christianity. And you know who you have to thank for that? The Jesuits, the Roman Catholic Church. Don't think Martin Luther really got many mysteries out of it when they escaped. <laughs> A lot of that Jesuit sorcery mysteries of the oral tradition of Messiah is kept locked down and sealed in the Holy See. And you will never see it until the Black Pope is obliterated. Samael of Rome, the fallen angel who tempted Eve in the garden is the prince of Rome today and he's right there on the throne of Rome awaiting his final judgment probably listening to this broadcast right now but remember devils are not capable of understanding wisdom fear of the Lord they're not capable of humility they're not capable of love 
They're only capable of mockery, intimidation, murder, killing, stealing. So these devils that are constantly harassing the believers of Jesus Christ are very confident that no one will rise and challenge them in the Kabbalah rungs of Metatron, Enoch, and Elijah Sandalphon. They think they've got the whole world on lockdown. And I've had many Freemasons boast to my face that very statement. We have the entire world on lockdown. Ha 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 ha. I didn't say anything. Because I know they believe that. The person that told me that died in a motorcycle accident just months after that. They wanted me to do the eulogy at his funeral thinking that I was close to him. I was only spying out the mysteries of Freemasonry through him, using him. Because the thing is, Joshua and Caleb are playing by the same rules as those wicked spies coming in trying to steal from Israel. That's always been my mantle, special forces of the armies of Yadivave. So I'd go into the worst of the worst of the warlock, of the rich of the rich and the elite, and speak their language, as it's written, Moses grew up in the house of Pharaoh, understanding all the mysteries of Janes and Jambres, and Balaam their father. Right? But then later on, when he tried to practice it by using those mysteries of darkness, of black Kabbalah, he was called a murderer by his own people. Are you, are you going to kill me like you killed the Egyptian yesterday, it is written. So Jesus took him under his wings for 40 years in the wilderness and showed him the true way. Not the way of Egyptian necromancy and the ten forms of Laban sorcery. This ain't how we doing it, Buckwheat. This is not how we're doing it, Moses. I will instruct you in the way in which you should go, so that when you're older, you will not depart from it. It is written. So he was instructed on the holy mountain in all the supernal commandments written on the stars and the sun and the moon and creation and wrote Torah, which is our creation story we have today as Christians of the Messiah Jesus Christ. Now understand that ability is given to you today in the gospel. The ability that was given to Moses is the ability given to you plus his blood and his water and his spirit on the inside. Moses did not have the same covenant that you have today. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, it is written, Moses had a fading glory. You have an ever-increasing glory. It is written, does this diminish Moses? Not at all. Moses prophesied of Messiah and said of Messiah, anyone who does not believe and obey him will be utterly cut off from Israel, it is written. So Messiah fulfills Moses and you can't have one without the other. It's the builder and the house himself. Hebrews says it is written. Moses and the lamb is the builder and the house itself house of what angels how many of them all of them 
one-third constantly thrown down by the National Guardian Angel, Prince Michael. Constantly thrown down. One-time thing, Satan thrown down. What's Satan? There's like 10,000 Satans up there. What Satan are you talking about? They're all Satans. Every single one's an accuser. All their children are Satans. Satan is a term for those that are under the influence of the fallen angels. It's not a specific angel. It's every single devil and demon in the heavens and the earth and under the earth. Buckwheat. Truth anyhow. They all get thrown down and they get thrown down and pressed down even further still until you can never hear a single word out of their lying serpent flying mouths in any dimension of God's creation. For that's the final judgment of the wrath of the Lamb. But those that are connected to those spirits will be obliterated with them in these days. So what is the message of the gospel to you tonight? Come out of her, my people. Who is her? The woman of whoredom. The loose woman. The woman of sexual morality and idolatry. Of selfishness of soul. Of selfishness of spirit, iniquity. Selfishness of soul, sin. Selfishness of flesh and bones and blood and house and money and greed, which is transgression. That woman who is a reprobate woman, whose mother is Lilith and whose tower is Jezebel, come out of all the Satans into the house of eternal Israel, whose king is Jesus Christ the Messiah of all glories. And if you obey him through his prophets and not murder and attack his prophets who are sent to you constantly telling you the truth so that you can be saved and you begin to obey and rend your hearts and allow their words, the prophetic word will cause the morning star to rise in your heart and day will dawn inside your hearts, inside the invisible person of your heart. And that light in you will be your confidence before God. So you're not in cringing, fawning, cowardly fear of punishment and judgment around the officers of Shekinah glory who stand on the stars. But you yourselves are, are justified by the Messiah so that you have confidence to stand before Yadevave as it's written. Gain a testimony of the word of God. You've drunk the free grace. You've drunk the living water. Now earn merit, reward, angelic rank, rung by rung, by doing the works of the living waters and the bloodline of Messiah in the acts of the saints. White garments, they are called in the Bible. May you wear them and may they get thicker and thicker. For the high priest, white garments were two inches thick. Do you know that? Everyone, every other priest just had centimeter thick, millimeter thick white garments. They're not all garments the same, as it's written. Each year I bring the little boy a new tunic. <sighs> Hannah and Samuel. And the boy was dedicated to the service of the temple and received an upgraded tunic and priestly robes every single year. And so it is in Christ that your robes, your righteousness, 
your actions, your words, your mouths be upgraded in a greater glory through the obedience of His commandments. Not in some kind of religious thing down here in the dirt. Those days are over. You could listen to us the last 20 years and have that obliterated out of you already. Anyone that did listen and obey me is free from religion today. Those that didn't are worse than ever before. Truth anyhow, for they murdered Elijah. They murdered him. And they continue to murder him and bury their murders under more accusations. They go from bad to worse, it is written. They are the hypocrites, the murderers, and the liars, the accusers of the brethren. But the holy, the righteous, the chosen, and the elect who love the commandments of Jesus Christ, they are growing in white linen. And each year your heavenly mother, Jerusalem, will thicken your white garments. This is why we gain a testimony through obedience, earning merit with the angels, and rank with the angels, rung upon rung, glory to glory, until we stand before the Father and go into the Father as sons of God. Amen. Amen. Righteous works, deeds, acts of the world of Messiah that the Father prepared for you ahead of time. Isn't that what's written Ephesians 2? For we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus. Born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which He prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which He prearranged and made ready for us to live. Prearranged path that he prepared ahead of time. He already prepared it for you. He did it. You just say, Lord, forgive my unbelief. Your unbelief is forgiven. Amen. It's amazing how that um, spirit of unbelief quenches the spirit. So uncomfortable. It's like a wet blanket of. So, you know, Jesus walking in power, walking in authority, walking in the Spirit was like, wow, so much unbelief. What am I going to do with this? Not much. So, unbelief has to be repented of. Now, if you're dealing with that wet blanket of unbelief and it's just. Well, that sounds nice, but it's just going to work for everybody else and not for me because I'm just... What? Stop. What are you doing with your life? Oh, I just... Oh, I'm just worried about why I'll never get off of Black Milk Hoot. <laughs> he prepared it ahead of time for you. Anyone who calls on the name of Jesus Christ will be saved. And then he tells you what to do, and then you do it, and that's it. Stop making it so complicated. It's not that complicated. It's not that hard. Say that, let's say that out loud. It's not that complicated. It's not that complicated. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Everything he asked, everything he's asked of me. Everything he's asked of me. Is easy and light. Is easy and light. Amen, have a drink. Here you go. Just grace, drink the grace. That's it. Very simple. Very easy. Very simple. He made it as easy as possible for you to receive salvation. This whole Calippa thing charade that's been going on it's 
it reminds me of that verse where they say, you know, when Satan's exposed, and they're like, "This was the, this was it." Yeah. Really? Ezekiel. This was, but everyone's been going around the mountain this because is the of man this. Who deceived all nations. Seriously? Like, how did we fall for that? That's because there wasn't just believing the truth. Now, a lot of this journey, you might be like, "Oh my gosh, Apostle Rebecca, how did you get all in seventh week and there's the angels?" It's not actually as hard as you think it would be. The greatest challenge is just dealing with others and dealing with yourself. That's it. But when you actually deal with it, it's not as bad as you think in your head it's going to be. That's the problem you're in your head. Have you ever done that when you're going to go to forgive someone? I know this will relate. Somebody was talking about this earlier, so you might relate with this. Because I had to do the same thing. There was a point in my walk where God had me sit down, write a list of people's names, and you're going to forgive them. Some of them he told me to contact. And you got to... Some of it was like a text message, another one was a phone call. And I had to humble myself to ask for forgiveness and repent. And this was a long, this was a while back in my walk, but it was just like, this has got to be done. And I just remember that feeling of like, oh my goodness, they're gonna, they probably hate me. Or I don't know what, you know, the whole thought, it's gonna be so awkward. How am I even gonna approach it? That's you being in your head thinking things are impossible. I just saw like a lightning bolt. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, <laughs> that was cool. Strike that stuff down. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, it's just going to be... The only reason you think that is because you're in your head. And I remember when I went to go make one of those phone calls, it ended up being so easy. Uh, the only scary part was just like before you actually obey. And you're just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Why? You know, it's just your default human nature settings acting up because God told you to do something that goes against your default settings. But it's against my programming. Just do it. It's not going to be that bad. And even if things are that bad, it's not going to be as bad as you're making it up in your head. If it's you're... never as bad as the consequences of sin. Right. Circumcision is never as bad yes. as the consequences of being uncircumcised mm -hmm. in that area of your spirit. Right. And it's just a lot of times it's just a simple, basic thing. It's literally uh, just stop going off on your family when you're upset. It's not really that hard. It just takes a little bit of restraint, just a little bit of practice, just reminding yourself. You memorize the instruction. Yeah. I'm not going to do it because when you feel the heat of emotion, you usually just react because, right, we talked about that's the amygdala part of your brain that just reacts. And if you just breathe for like literally six seconds, it <laughs> only takes six seconds for those, yeah. uh, you know, those, those chemicals in your brain to calm down. So just six, five, four, three, Okay, here we are. Come to your senses and stop sinning. <laughs> it's just, it's really not that hard, but we have these weird ideas from religion of like, well, that's just how my spouse is. That's just how my kids are. That's just how my in-laws are. And you could just literally be the one in your family to take the highway. When people talk about take the high road, take the high road. Do it in the Holy Ghost and literally take the highway of holiness. I feel fire burning on Bina, wisdom, understanding, knowledge. Mm -hmm as we're talking about this. You can literally just hold your tongue and let them say whatever, maybe they're in that part of their brain reacting at you. You don't have to go down to that. You can literally just breathe in, all right, Holy Spirit, give me the words, give me great wisdom. Because with great wisdom... The ketter breath of the word. With, you can slay the demon and understand in all of those situations, you, those are not really, you're not really enemies. 
there's some kind of clippeth activity hiding in the background and they want you to think it's about you versus each other and it's not. So if you can start to kind of peel back those layers and be like, you know what? It's not really about what we are perceiving this to be about right now. There's a bigger picture going on. Who's pulling the strings behind the scenes? Who's the, you know, the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain making all the drama and, all, and the whole world? Who's really behind the curtain right now? If I, if your angel physically materialized and took his angels pull back space-time veils, and it, you could zoom in to Earth from the moon, you could see what's inside of your spirit. Your, I've seen one. Um, There's a gluttonous mammon spirit back there, <gasps> and even the scarecrow is like, what the heck? I don't have a brain. This is the deceiver of You're the fine. whole freaking world. You'll be fine. That'll give you a new brain. It's fine. But uh, <laughs> you'll be okay. But if your angel could physically materialize, like um, there's this uh, one angel I met, he's in charge of the constellations, like prince of the constellations. And he was kind of in that like night mode where they kind of look invisible. It, it, it's kind of weird, like the way they move through the skies. But he materialized and he took the, the space-time veil and pulled it back so I could see my interior castle as a gemstone. And... It was a lot brighter than I thought at the time it would be. I was like, ooh. And I remember he said, uh, what did he say? He said, uh, like, don't give up or don't be discouraged, something like that. Don't give up, little one. You're a lot closer than you think. And that was just getting close to that. Those revelations that would break through and how to go up higher, how to go up correctly and safely and to be able to teach that and form that. And so I was just, it was a really hard day uh, for me dealing with just like the opposition and like, how am I going to be, am I really going to be stuck at this rung? How, you know, how do we get anybody else up? I don't want to do this on my own. This is like this is kind of a lot. Anyone who's gone up any of the rungs, you guys know when you first go up, it's kind of intense. You're just like, the what is going on? The the Enoch mantle. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, am That's, I going to, if I'm. good for you. Yeah, so, but that, what I'm say, trying to say is that Angel, they pulled back the space-time veil. If he could just, in your uh, fighting with your families, if your angels would just physically materialize and pull back, it's this guy right over here. Like, yeah. you see that guy on your shoulder? <laughs> That's not actually your idea. And on top of that, the one over here standing behind you, he's playing off of this and this, and that heart wound right there is hurting. So actually, Phantoms if you just enjoy it. Been your so if you, you could literally get the play-by-play. -play. Imagine this is a football game. And the angels, if you could actually hear what's going on in the invisible realm, right, you've got the people making the commentary. And they're show, you know, they, they highlight the, they stop the video and they show you, they highlight, here's where the ball is. Here was the, you know, there, this was the play they wanted to make and here was their counter move against it. So you can literally look at everything in your life. It's actually like a, like a game. It's literally like, imagine a football game, it's you versus a clippeth, but somehow they've convinced you it's you versus your family, or it's you versus your wife, or you versus your husband, you versus your kids. Your kids, they think it's, you know, mom and dad against me, you know? It's not even any of that. It's literally just, they're trying to make a gameplay to get you guys to turn against each other. But if, if you can see what's actually going on behind the scenario, yes, there is your own fallen human nature at work, but that's what they use. Right. You don't have to play by their rules anymore. That This is the game changer. Yes. Just stop and take a look. What's actually, if you could just open your eyes in that moment, what demons are talking to us right now that we're not picking up on? Yep. Just think about it. Start thinking critically even. Because if you start there, even just with 
basic common sense or Christian sense. Mm -hmm. And critical thinking, anointed critical thinking can lead to victory because you want to know the truth. Yeah, you see it feels breaking off already. Mm -hmm. They're totally exposed. All they all they're banking on is that you'll continue to believe the lie and just be in unbelief and all that. You don't have There's to. There's screw tape letters around yeah. every family of believers in the world. And if you can identify mm -hmm. them and obliterate them through prayer and revelation and Shekinah glory and what Jesus Christ has given you inside his sheepfold, mm -hmm. your houses can go up like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, or like your workplaces. Dorothy. Or, yeah, or the little things they say to you. Oh, they just think you're this. You're stuck in this. Everyone just thinks of you this way, and you're stuck in a box. Like, just break boxes and just understand the invisible realm is happening constantly. And so you want to partake in both realms. Uh, and, and understand that your angels that God has assigned to you are fighting in your You can corner. live in Oz mm -hmm. and Earth simultaneously. <laughs> Amen. And remember, what do we know about Oz? True Oz. Yes. The strength of your Kabbalah ooh, is the Oz of your Torah, which means... Christ inside you, the hope of realizing the glory, strengthening your connection to Shekinah by continual awareness of what's going on on the inside. Oz is what's the Hebrew word for strength and power. Amen. And might, which also represents Gevra, which is, what are all the sapphire stones? Torah. That's it. Jesus Christ. He's the word of God. He's the Torah. It's time to get our Israeli inheritance yes. back from the sorcerers mm -hmm. of Babylon the Great. Amen. Right. So we're shifting from being like small minded, which is what the enemy is kind of, they try to compress you into being small minded. What is that? Small vision, small breakthroughs, small increments, small increases. We, it, 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 that daily, oh, I just got to get through the day. And then you focus on those little hang ups in your relationships. Well, they just think this about me. You're being small-minded. It takes just a little sacrifice of, you know what? I'm not going to care about these little things. We're going to be God inside-minded. That's big mind of God. He's got big plans for your life. It's not about the little things that you're going around and around. It sounds like a little mm -hmm. broken record, like a broken CD player playing that same song again and again. Just smash that thing. You know, nope, we're starting over today. It all, it all can change with you simply refusing to react the way you've been reacting when someone manifests toward you or when you manifest. Maybe you messed up. Maybe you did forget to do something you were supposed to do. Simply taking responsibility and staying calm, right? We've made a covenant of calm in our homes and just repeat that again. If you mess it up, just go right back to it again. What's the last instruction that God gave you? Take a look. Oh, am I getting... Uh, Torah into my eyes daily. Am I establishing the covenant of calm? You know, what are those things that God has already asked you to do? Because a lot of times with religion, tossed back and forth, you wake up and you might be a little groggy from, you know, you're fresh, you've gone to sleep and woken up. And a lot of times we get tricked into, what's the, I gotta come up with this whole thing that God wants me to do. No, no, simply. What did he already tell you to do? 99% of the time, I would say maybe 90% of the time, it's what he already told you to do. Like this this week, this month, even six months ago, wasn't there something? Did you write it down? Are you missing something? What, what was it? Stewardship and management of the talents he's already yep. given you. So some of you, you might need to just sit down and take set a timer for five to ten minutes 
and set the timer so that it'll give you a little alarm when it goes off. Just get a piece of paper and a pen and or on your computer and type it out on a, on doc, a Word document or something. Not in your messengers and all the distractions and shopping and do not. Just focus and for five to ten minutes, write down all those things that you can even remember in the last month, in the last year, in the last week, the last few days, even the last few years that at some point God told you to do, but maybe you didn't do all of it. Maybe you forgot. Uh, maybe it just kind of went by the wayside. Or maybe you thought, well, I guess it's just too late now. Okay? It might be a little painful, especially those, oh, maybe it's too late now. Don't worry if it feels painful. Just write it down anyway. It doesn't have to be perfect. This is like a brainstorming session, right? When writers want to write great books and great works, they don't just sit down most of the time, unless it's like Teresa of Avila, of course, you know, she had that uh, writing down. But where does that come from? That didn't happen the first time right away. Do you understand? That came from a continual practice. She didn't just sit down the first time she ever wrote a book and it was like that connection with God, just perfect right away. Yeah, that's, the, that's insane. That's At the end of her not. life that she did that. So that's after a lifetime of practicing writing with God. So just start writing down those instructions. That's your Kabbalah for the day. What did God tell you to do? Write down the instruction. Receive the instruction. Write it down. Yep. And then you can go in. When you go and get your 30 minutes of word for the day, it's going to reflect on what you've already written down. Now, you might write something down that's kind of stupid. That's what a brainstorming session is for. Any great writer of any time, whether Christian or non-Christian, science fiction or factual writing, biographies, anything, they do these exercises it's called brainstorming. Even CEOs who come up with great inventions. I like writing in and, my notes on yeah. my iPhone. Mm -hmm. It's really, good. It's really uh, good. Yeah, isn't there um, a lot of the phones, you can click on the speech button, yeah. speech to text, and some of you might like to orate. So, and you can, and so back in the day, some people, they didn't like to write, they liked to speak. So they would have their servant or their, you know, whoever, their scribe, they would just talk and the other guy would write it down. You've got that in your pocket, most of you, cell phone, just click and speak. You have that in your <laughs> droid. Yeah, you have it in your droid. You know, tell, tell them, tell the droids to write that down for you. So what I'm saying is five to 10 minutes, set a timer and just write all those things down. What have you been missing? What Wasn't there something that, that he asked you to do or to work on or to change a behavior? And just sit there. And if you ha your mind's a complete blank, you just hire a monkey to take notes for you. Amen. And let him scribble down on little pieces of paper. Release the lions. Eek, eek. To My name is Bingo. Monkeys. I like to climb on things. Can I have a banana? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but the point is, is you're activating those things and you're not running away from your past you're not running away from the things that are kind of scary at first again oh no what if I missed out write it down and what you'll have is a flow of all those thoughts that maybe you've been worrying about maybe you've been considering uh, did I miss out on something? write out all your repentance mm -hmm. and burn it in yep. your backyard in yeah, the bonfire man you feel good afterwards yeah Amen. Burning the witchcraft scrolls, mm -hmm. Book of Acts, it is written. Yep. Uh, and this is something else that I did in another season as well, related to that. I'd sit down in a quiet place, have my Bible, read a little bit of the Bible in there, and then just stop. And I took a red pen, 
you can use any color pen, I guess. I thought red was good because, you know, red persons, you know. And I would sit down and I'd say, Lord, please show me all the sin in my heart that I currently have. And I would sit there and I would wait and listen. And sure enough, some sins would come to mind and I'd write them down. And there's something so powerful of just acknowledging that God's word is true. Oh, I don't want to declare that over my life. That's religious fear and bondage. If you're afraid to write down what sin you Though actually have. Though your sins be as scarlet, mm-hmm. says the Lord, I will make yep. them white as snow. Why scarlet? Human blood yep. is sin. The nefesh is in the blood, and that's where the main problem is. So how do you get a pure nefesh? You go up sapphire You stone. drink his blood. But how are you going to repent? If you already think you're generally a good person, or you think you do good most of the time, oh, we all sin, we all sin all the time. I literally sat down and wrote out all the sins I could think of, sat and asked God for ones that I couldn't think of, and sure enough, they came to mind. I was like, oh, and I started getting convicted. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> you know, that's not, and you'd be surprised. But you got to take the time, and it didn't take a lot of time. It's just stop worrying about how God thinks of you when you sit down to be quiet with him. That's religion. That's paranoia. Understand that you're loved. Understand that it's a safe place for you to sit down and be still before the Lord. No one can stop you. No sin of your past can stop you from connecting with God no matter how low you are even if you're in black Malkut even if you're in Gehenna Sheol like the depths of how many seven palaces how many seven palaces of hell did you go down and you got to climb back up before you get to your ascension right you're coming out of bondage that's fine you can connect with God at any of those demonic rungs Hmm, that you found yourself in and it's true, I know, because I've connected with him. Because he descended all the way to the center of the earth, so he can come out of any place any of in the earth. And that's kind of the whole point of, of this understanding, is no matter how lost you might be, there's a Savior whose name is Jesus Christ, and he can save you. And he will, and he wants to. And so it's just less and less agreement with the enemy, mm-hmm. and more and more agreement with, I am God's creation, I am loved, the reason why there's a chastisement, the scourging sometimes, the correction, it's because he loves you and wants you to walk in a higher way, the highway of holiness. And that might seem far off for some of you at the sound of my voice. Maybe for some of you, it's starting to look like it's within reach and you're going to be walking in that way. But the best thing you can do right now is understand begin to understand where you are in your walk with Christ right now. Maybe you're just coming out of the sludge, the mire, the pit of despair, you know. He loves that honesty of where your spirit is to his spirit. And that's how you talk to him every day. Mm -hmm. Just be real. Now, I don't know. I think most people who watch this, you're probably already baptized in the Holy Spirit. With the evidence of speaking in tongues, But this was something I started to do right before getting that baptism. So if you happen to be watching this and you're needing the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you just can't figure out what to do, 
people lay hands and or you watched all the YouTube videos and you tried to repent and feel sorry for everything and you're not sure. This is exactly what I do. This is actually one of the keys uh, for why my tongues, people say your tongues are so accurate and, and you know, different languages. Uh, when I was first filled with the Holy Spirit, there was a lady there, I think she was in her 50s or 60s, who had just been with the Lord, walking with the Lord for her, her whole life, you know, charismatic uh, Christian uh, woman who was praying. And I remember her saying, I didn't know you spoke in tongues. I didn't know tonight. And she couldn't believe it. And I was like, why is this so shocking? Like, they laid the hands, they did the thing. Now I'm, blah, 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 you know, it's coming out. And she said to me, she said, because she, she's been doing this for a long time. And she said, I, and she was, she was a member on the prayer team, you know, she's, well, they do the tongues, they do all the stuff, right? She said, I've never in all my years seen anyone with fully formed languages like that. Complete holes and all, all these, you know, mm. so full. Ever. There was no baby tongues. It went right into full languages and words and it was completely formed. And, but she knew, I'd showed, I told her, I'd shown her what I did. I I'd brought my cards that night to the service. I had written in red ink all my sins and every day I'd go, I didn't tell anyone up until that time about it. I kept it in my closet and I would pull out those, I would worship God and then I would weep over my sins. I would ask for forgiveness. I would, I would literally abort. I was, I would pray that verse, that Bible verse, to have abhorrence for your past sins. And I would ask, I, I realized because I tried to get freedom from sins, but it was impossible. I couldn't get freedom. I couldn't find freedom. And I just couldn't understand why isn't it working. I tried repenting. I tried changing. And I just broke down before the Lord and said, I can't. But I believe that you can. And I just asked for deliverance from my sins. And I showed him, look, I've written them down. I acknowledge them before you. I need freedom. I need your forgiveness. Set me free. I read this Bible before you every day. And it says right here that who the sun sets free is free indeed. So let that be true in my life. I can't believe that it can't be true. Because I come into this closet every day and I feel your presence and your word has come alive. And I know you're with me. And something happened. I felt the Lord say that night, okay, you're going to some special service they're doing. And I didn't know I wasn't baptized in the Holy Spirit. I didn't have the understanding of what that was. I wasn't raised with that. But I knew the voice of God. And I heard him say, take those sins that you've written down on those little cards, put them in your pocket and take them with you. Okay, so I put him in my pocket and I take him with me. Now I'm worshiping God, I'm praising him. And when I got the opportunity to be set free and I baptized in the Holy Spirit and 
fire and I felt fire, golden light, this glory flooding within and coming upon me from without at the same time, inside and outside. I didn't understand what's going on. It felt like a volcano of golden glory. I saw visions, I saw people, I saw loved ones. I saw so many things, but I felt loved. And I felt as if I'd been born again, again. And when that had happened, I felt the Lord tell me, go ahead and grab those, those sins that you wrote down, you're free. No. And I took them and I ripped them up into little pieces and I threw them on the floor. And then I picked him back up and put him in the trash can because we were in church. <laughs> and I wasn't going to leave a mess on the floor, amen? But uh, but since then, those things that I had written down that I had struggled with, they just weren't a problem anymore. And when I'd shown that to this lady, the, the, prayer, the friend who was on the prayer team, and she had commented about the tongues, like, I didn't know you spoke in tongues. Huh? Just started tonight. And she commented on how... Never in all her years had she ever seen those full languages come out like that. And she knew then what I had done, what I had given to the Lord and how the Lord set me free. And she said, it's because you made room for him. You made room. So we need to make room for the glory. What is in your life right now? Those things that might be on your piece of paper. Maybe it seems like a small thing, maybe a big thing, something that's been plaguing you for a long time, maybe a short time. Maybe it's something that God's going to mention to you that you're not even aware of yet in the behaviors, in the thoughts. But on your little piece of paper in red ink, if we were to write all your sins down right now, what would those be for you? Have you found freedom yet? Do you get victory for a short time and then go back to it? What's it going to take? It takes a real encounter with the Word of God, the living God. It's going to take resurrection from the dead. Yep. Ascension on sapphire stones. Most of you will never be satisfied until you ascend the angelic rungs because it's not even possible what you desire in Christ to have that on the earth. You must ascend the rungs of the angels into the heavenlies. And as you go up, you'll find those things that you didn't even know were sin will become known to you, and you'll realize for the first time that those behaviors, thoughts, and actions are not really of God, especially as you start going up into those higher rungs, those things that you thought were good about you. The good things that you do, the good things, the intentions, thoughts and intents of the heart are judged and weighed, not for condemnation, but simply so that you can acknowledge your sin before God, that he is perfect, spotless, and without sin. And here am I, Lord, a sinner. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And you'll notice when it's Him who sets you free, those old patterns, those old ways, those old thoughts, they don't come back. It might come back initially to try and test you to see if you're really devoted 
to your God, Jesus Christ, who came in the flesh, or if you'll take back another God, and if you simply, if you simply resist the devil, he will flee. That's all, every rung that you go up, all four rungs of Malkut, all of Yasad, Had, Netzah, Tiferet, Gevra, Hesed, Bina, Hakma, Keter, and through all the worlds, all it is is simply, going up is just simply this, acknowledging the sin you have at that level, and that he is perfect, Jesus Christ is perfect. He was made flesh. He was a man, fully man and fully God. Fully human, fully God. And he lived a perfect life. So what is his perfection on that run? And acknowledging that which you think is maybe good about yourself or your sin, you just simply acknowledge that. His word, that's why the word is so important. You must never put down your sword. The word will illuminate that wrong to you. What the truth is, that's rightly dividing the word of God. By the word of God, by spirit, the Holy Spirit and truth. That's pure worship to God. You're doing his will. Not just sing a song, the singing the song, yes, opens up a realm. The praise, yes, opens a realm. But I've come to do your will, God my Father. And what is his will? That you be made perfect as Jesus Christ is perfect through the right dividing of the word of God, worshiping him in spirit and in truth as a living sacrifice, which means not my will, not my ketter, not my fallen angel nature of the fallen nature of man and woman, ketter of the clippeth, but the ketter, of the high realms of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be done in my life. And that requires a change. It requires an action. Not actions that we come up with because we've been taught by some church, by some religion, that this is what you should do. But you've been instructed, which means you've received cabal. You've cabaled instruction from the living God who has given you a specific word, a specific instruction out of the living word of God, out of the Bible, and you obey. And that obedience is greater than sacrifice. You need sacrifice, you need obedience. What is it that he's asking you this season? What is it today? What is it tonight? What is written in that red ink that needs removed, that needs to become white as snow tonight in your life. Talk to the Lord about it. Behold the Lord within you. Ask him to make it known to you, believing that he will lead you. You can trust him. He's a faithful companion. He's a faithful high priest. Our God is a faithful father, faithful and true. Faithful and true is a six-week inscription. Covenant with God. He is faithful and true. Will you learn to be faithful and true? For many are called, few are chosen, but I'll tell you this, even fewer are faithful. Be faithful with the information he's given you. Be faithful when he reveals those sins in your life. Not to panic, not to fret. If you need to cry, cry. It's good. Rend your heart. 
there'll be tears. But be in that calm place when you, the tears stop and you've poured out. Be in that calm, humble place to say, Here am I, Lord. A sinner. But here's my sin. I acknowledge that sin that you've shown me. What I thought was my own goodness, my own Christianity. And create in me a new heart. A new Malkut, Malkut of holiness. To get rid of the old. And he'll do it. He's a faithful high priest. And you can rest in that love he has for you. And sometimes we just simply need to calm down a little and listen. And when you hear that still, small voice, and he confirms his word in the scriptures, you seek him diligently. It says, seek him diligently, and you'll find him. What does that mean? Daily seek him. Daily leaning on him and his understanding, not my own understanding. And he will make the path of lightning straight for you. He will make that highway of holiness made known to you. And you will walk in it. Knock and the door will be opened. Why is it going to be opened? Because you've heard his voice. You know his name. My sheep know my voice. Don't believe the lie. And if you're not a sheep, just simply ask, Lord Jesus, I want to be a sheep of your pastor, of your pastor. I don't want to be a goat. I don't want to be stubborn anymore. I'm tired of the old way. You're doing a new thing in me. You said this is available. I ask, even though I don't fully understand, I believe. Please show me your mercy that triumphs over judgment. Show me your great said coming down the sapphire stones all the way to this place I found myself, even in Black Malkut, even in a low place. Just give me mercy. I'm willing to repent. I believe you're able to change my life. I want a new start. I never want to be the same again. I'm willing to let go of the old, and he will take you on the journey of your life. It's an amazing adventure. You'll be a brand new person, a brand Ooh. new creation. And you'll feel the love of God. And you'll know. You won't need to go to 15 different meetings to have 15 different prophets tell you that you're loved or that God has a plan for you because you'll hear him himself speaking to you. I have a plan for you. I know it because I created it before you were born. The Father prepared this path for you ahead of time. This is the way. Now walk in it. Amen. God increases His divine covering of your spirit, soul, mind, and body as you're woven together with Him in love. So He speaks of fabric in the New Testament and how wisdom and love are woven into your spirit, woven into your soul, woven into your flesh and bones by listening and obeying His Holy Word. So every year, 
Hannah would bring a, a new tunic to her child, Samuel, dedicated at the temple from his youth. What that represents in Christianity is the increase of the clothing of the saints. As it's written, the white garments are the righteous acts of the saints. So your merit increases. Your response to his free salvation grace increases. Your works of holiness and righteousness and great wisdom. Those who know their God shall do great exploits, it is written. So your exploits go from being not so great to being extremely great. Like the crusade that we're doing the next three days in Kenya is extremely great. It is one of the greatest works of the kingdom of heaven in the history of the nation of Kenya. And that's not a boast. That's angelic merit because you get the upgraded garments by being faithful every season of your life to what the Holy Spirit is doing with you. You don't just jump into that. It starts the day you received Him into your heart. And you grow each year. And your garments grow each year. And your clothing, which is the glory that covers you inside and out, grows each year. Some of you have never even changed your set of clothing since you are born again. As it's written, Lazarus is dead and mummified in burial clothing. It is written. Which means, after you're born again, oftentimes you're not told how to change your clothing. It takes a certain level of maturity and teaching of righteousness to understand the workings of the eternal realm of angels. And they don't teach this stuff in most charismatic churches. But it is the truth anyhow. And until you learn how to clean your clothes, change your clothes, increase the clothing, and make yourself available to be worn by the Master. Right? What do you think the clothing is? It's Jesus able to wear your spirit, soul, mind, and body as his own spirit, soul, mind, and body. That's what union is. Sacred union is, I am not my own, the life I now live. I live by faith in the Son of God who flows through me. So goats are not yielded. They have no clothing. They're naked in the earth. They're only clothed with selfishness and fig leaves and self-justification. They have no true clothing, and they'll be shown as naked before the saints fully clothed in righteous acts before it's all over with. And some will repent and some won't. That's just how it is. But that choice is up to you. What are you going to do with Jesus Christ in you? I don't know he's in there. Well, you don't believe the word. The Holy Spirit's upon you to believe the word. I will send the Holy Spirit and he will glorify me. Who's me? The word of God, Jesus Christ. John 14, it is written. So if you reject the Holy Spirit's ability to glorify the scriptures, you can never do righteous acts. It's not possible. Everyone who learns the scriptures grows in merit from doing them. It's not enough to read the word. You must be the word made flesh. And once the word has made your flesh, 
You're the living, breathing, working word of Yarevave Abba Father. But if you don't work the word out with fear and trembling, and the word of God is not interwoven with your spirit and soul and mind and bones and marrow, how could you ever do the works of God? Because God is not even in you. And so you just look at yourself and judge yourself as a human being. When the word's in you, you judge yourself more accurately according to the salvation that comes by hearing the gospel of the word of God. So if you don't see the word working in your spirit, soul, mind, and flesh, perhaps something is blocking up your heart and your ears and your eyes to see the glory. And I would pray, if I were you, to have that revealed before your eyes so that you can repent to see the word working, Hebrews 4.12, in your innermost being to judge the thoughts and intentions of your invisible person of your spirit, which is the world of Messiah, to get all that iniquity out. If you have a pure spirit, guess what? You'll see the Shekinah from the moment you wake up in the morning. You'll be blitzed by the light. From the moment you go to sleep at night, your mind will be renewed by the light, and you'll live in union in His light. Father, I have given them the glory, the glory you've given me, the glory that I had with you before the world was. John 17, it is written. But if you don't have a circumcised heart by the word of God received by your spirit, it's only going to fall upon the dead, dying, decaying part of you anyway, called the human being. So some of you, as we've seen many times, don't have a real conversion. Bob Jones would say often, you need to be born again, again. I'm already born again. Be born again, again. Just an act of humility. Well, I'm already saved. Well, be saved again. Saved from that attitude. Saved from your know-it-all stubbornness. Saved from your human nature ten times more today in hearing the Word of God. You can be saved from as much as you are able to be humble in your heart with the Lamb of God. According to the, the softness of your heart, your salvation is right now. But if your heart is hard, which means you're stubborn in your heart, and your human spirit is opposed to the Holy Spirit, which is very common amongst Christians, then your spirit doesn't allow him in. I can't even go in. I can just, on the outside of him, brooding over him, and you're not willing. Jerusalem, Jerusalem below. Jerusalem below is those that are religious, who have not yet received him. Jerusalem above. The eternal messianic kingdom of Jesus Christ. And that's why they're still in the realm of the dead, in the valley of death, called Malkut of Isaiah. It's because death is still your keeper and death is still your Lord. But when Jesus is your keeper, keeper of that temple and that gate and that spirit inside you already, your soul, your consciousness, your mind, your will, your emotions, your feelings, the, your bones and marrow, for all of it has divine ability. Once it's given to the Holy Spirit, you get activated progressively, as we've established earlier, that you may progressively know my hidden secrets and mysteries. We just told you that in Luke, that you may progressively know how I originally designed you in the upper garden of Eden, man and woman. But you don't know because you're not in the upper garden. All you know is what you've experienced in the lower garden of Eden, which is the earth that has become the valley of death because of the fall of angels and men and women. So now in the resurrection, which has just begun, we're going to know a lot more. We're going to have a full gospel, a gospel of an angel flying in the mid-heavens. Mm. And we want that angel to be your spirit, 
above the sun and not under the sun. For everything under the sun is vanity, 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 which is selfishness, a covenant with Jezebel's tower, which is the principality of selfishness. And that's why people are all kinds of bound up right now. But if you overcome that woman who calls herself a prophetess but is not, so that self-inspiration is the great deceit of your day, of your soul being inspired instead of knowing the inspiration of Jesus. So oftentimes every day the confusion out there is just a madhouse of people saying, I've heard from God and I'm inspired and I'm going to start a ministry or hear my visions, hear my dreams. Listen, your visions and dreams are only important if it causes your eternal spirit to grow in the nature of the Lamb of God. Your visions and dreams will perish with you into the, into the eternal lake of fire. I don't care how prophetic you think you are or saved you think you are. If there is not the increase of the messianic nature of the Lamb of God crucified to death in the iniquity of your eternal spirit, the invisible person of the heart, nothing you have of spirituality will benefit you whatsoever. Spirituality is only a benefit if it's crucifying you with Christ. All your spiritual activity, apart from circumcisions, which are crucifixions, have no benefit whatsoever. Meaningless, meaningless. A chasing after the wind, says the teacher. And the Apostle Paul says the exact same thing. That they boast about the dreams and the visions they say they have had, that they've encountered heaven. But yet, it's worthless. Why? Because there isn't an actual increase of Yadevavi's nature, the living God, in their immortal spirit. It's just soulish activity, spirituality without transformation. Having ears but never hearing with the correct ears of their spirit. Having eyes but never seeing with the correct eyes of their spirit, their innermost being. They only see in their head. Like the church of Sardis. <laughs> like the church of Revelation chapter 3. You say you see because you've been studying Bob Jones and Bobby Connor and Paul Keith Davis the last 30 years. But God says you're pitiful, poor, blind, wretched, and naked, Elijah List. And then we're like, well, Elijah List came from God. Yeah, it did. And still there's mixture. And still there's total diaperhood of the prophetic that's not even close to Samuel the prophet right now because all of it's still on the earth. It's still in the valley. You have never seen the mountain of the Lord. You've never seen Zion. We got a hundred thousand ministries on planet earth called Zion and mountain this, mountain that, and none of you have ever been on the mountain. You most, none of you have ever even been on the moon, walked on the moon or walked on the sun or walked on Saturn and walked on Uranus and walked on Neptune and sealed up Dat, Pluto in your forehead. Almost none of you have ever even done anything off of the earth that you've been under the barrier of time and space your entire Christian lives and that's what the church age is the seven churches of earth Asia Minor Revelation 2 and 3 and so there's a repentance which means a returning to the high place in the heavenlies to be that above realm the realm of angels for all seven churches you will need that repentance of all seven mm -hmm. in all your seven interior castles of your souls that you have right now in those bodies that you're in right now. Your spirit is the center of your soul. It's the lamp of the castle of your eternal soul. How bright your spirit shines is entirely up to 
obedience to the commandments of the throne of the Lamb and His twenty-four elders and all His angelic myriads who obey His every word. What makes an angel holy? Obedience. That's it. What makes a Christian a sheep and not a goat? Obedience only. One thing. Obedience is greater than sacrifice. The goats will bring sacrifice, but they have no obedience to the person of their heart receiving the circumcisions for actual transformation that costs them their human nature. They cling to their human nature and then self-justify through doctrines and teachings that haven't transformed their hearts. That's why it's written, rend your hearts and not your garments. So all of you struggle with tremendous hypocrisy. All of you. And it's no surprise to the Holy Spirit, and He still likes you. The issue is, the Holy Spirit's your justifier. The Holy Spirit's your Savior. Jesus, no, that's not what the Bible says. Jesus Christ, red letters, I will send another Savior, the Holy Ghost, the Paraclete, the one called alongside to help. It's written in the Gospel of John. But since most even Pentecostals and Charismatics don't even know the Holy Spirit as their Savior, what happens? We get into theologies and doctrines of our bra- in our brain about a Jesus we don't know in the Spirit, Emmanuel, and now we're stuck in stubbornness and knowledge that puffs up. And the knowledge that puffs up is the callousness of our spirit and our soul not allowing the sword of the Spirit to circumcise the foreskins, which are the windows and the doors of the interior castle, to allow the eternal born-again Spirit to come forth through all the rooms of the seven interior castles of the soul to shine bright as the sun rises in your hearts. As is written, they will shine as the sun in the kingdom of their Father forever. Why? Because the Son of Righteousness has risen in their spirit to walk on the sun. Not just in the sun, on the sun. S-U-N, a spirit sun. For the true light of Tiferet the sun and the rung of the angels of the sun, which is Prince Michael and Prince Raphael and Jacob, Israel. To be in Israel is to be in the sun, Tiferet, the sun of righteousness, will soon appear with healing in his beams and wings inside your eternal spirit if you get the eternal gospel of moon, sun, and stars, which is what? The gospel of the resurrection. The gospel of the glory that rises in your heart. If you try to do it without the sun, God's original design, moon, sun, and stars, 1 Corinthians 15, 40-42, the path of the resurrection, apostolic doctrine, it is written, if you try to do it apart from the moon and the sun and the stars, you only find yourself going into Satan's kingdom. <laughs> right? So they ascend into Lucifer, Satan, instead of ascending on the moon of Joseph the righteous and be circumcised of their phallus. A spiritual phallus circumcision of all the sexual morality of your testicles, ovaries, vaginas, and penises, which most of you don't have, and that's why you're constantly stimulated in sexual morality, because you're uncircumcised of spiritual phallus. And it is an apostolic doctrine that you be circumcised from sexual morality. And you sit here and hide lust in the presence of the holiness of Jesus Christ and then say, maybe the teaching can cover my uncircumcision. 
Maybe the apostles can give me a teaching, or some of you come and they can just beat up my foreskin, but don't cut it off. Just beat up my membrane, but don't circumcise it. And ladies, you're not off the hook. It represents the vagina equally to the penis. And it circumcises the fallen angel lust from all of your members. But it's primary in the beginning, the sexual immorality that needs to be circumcised out of your spirit and out of your flesh by the spirit word. Doesn't mean you go to the doctor when you're 50 and get circumcised by a scalpel. Okay, It speaks of how... The Holy Ghost and the angels can still cut away that impulse of sexual morality off of your genitalia at any age when you give yourself to the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. What is the sword of the Spirit doing? Cutting away the curse of the fall, all the Adamic nature, all the Eve nature, all the height in which you have fallen. All the ten worlds of the one-third of the stars that fell and have put men and women under so much sorcery and witchcraft and sin and confusion. But you cannot blame the devil. You cannot do that. The devil is not your scapegoat. Jesus is your scapegoat. Jesus. You can't blame the enemy. The enemy only works with the sins you have and have given him. Okay? So you have to, first and foremost, assume responsibility for any inadequacy in your spirit, soul, mind, and flesh. Oftentimes, these hypocrites, and I deal with them continuously, will blame others. Well, did you see how Rebecca was dressing at Joel's bar? And so they turn off Joel's bar and jerk off to Pornhub and then blame the apostle. Right, it's like, my angels pick out my outfits daily. So you're going to tell me that the outfit, that the holy angelic creatures of the seventh heaven that you haven't even become like close to even attaining that level they picked out my outfit for the day and it's not acceptable to you and black malkut you know what i mean it's you're uncircumcised and so listen i'm bringing the gospel of salvation and it's the gospel of jesus christ crucified to death in your phallus in your vaginas and in your penises, in your ovaries and in your testicles. (laughs) And what it's going to do if you allow the Torah of Messiah, the Word of God, and the New Testament mixed with all the Shekinah of the Holy Ghost who likes you and wants to help you be circumcised from all sexual morality in this generation. This is a perverse generation. Yeah, it is. It's it's disgusting how bad it is on Instagram, TikTok, the internet, on your devices. commercials. And so every single day, and then you sit there and be like, I had no choice. I had to check on my stuff. Listen, man, you have a choice to allow Mm -hmm. the active angelic sword to cut that stuff off of your genitalia, men and women, every day. So that the impulse of sexual morality and lust is thrown into Mm -hmm. the lake of fire. You might have to focus on that for a while Mm -hmm. just to go from earth to the moon. Because the moon is really... The place where you've dealt with total overcoming with all of that sexual morality of Jezebel and Delilah and all kinds of wickedness that you're constantly bombed with. But don't even blame Lilith or Jezebel. You blame the sin that you allowed in your gates. Get real before the sword of the Lord and get real and let the sword 
cut that foreskin and that membrane off of all your genitalia spiritually and physically because the angels will do it physically too that doesn't mean that chunks of your body parts go missing that means that the the molecules elements and atoms of your clay don't have that phantom in them anymore so it's phantom circumcision these are new covenant realities okay some of you have never even heard the gospel before and it's you're stuck in like old covenant thinking mm -hmm. that it's got to be the physicality phys it's spiritual and physical both it's new covenant angels are working to deliver you in your cells mm -hmm. in your atoms and molecules of your clay because the clay is the temple this is the temple of Messiah in the world of action and if you don't terminate the impulse of the flesh in those clay vessels those are jars of clay earthen vessels they're called treasure houses so it's just clay no it's not just clay it's just a treasure house and the treasure house needs to be clean and consecrated and holy to the lord look at Aaron right now just look at Aaron and imagine that holy to the lord written in gigantic hebrew letters and english letters are fine too and on a gold plate wrapped around his whole mind amen and now wrap it around your whole body and your whole soul and into your whole spirit and any area you've not allowed the gospel to touch and deal with and god wants to make that area holy to the lord like silver in a crucible refined seven times into pure silver and like gold in a furnace refined seven times in a pure gold so shall your souls be and your spirits be if you constantly allow circumcisions and crucifixions with Christ i die daily what does it mean it is not a masochistic putting to death of the flesh it is wisdom of the word angelically terminating phantoms so that you can live in the original design of second adam which is upper garden of eden and lower garden of eden both perfect above and below mm -hmm. in holy flesh in jesus name amen amen and if you're a part of red letter ministries and you're going to be walking with us for some time god wants to take you to the nations and it's a precious thing to him but he can't take you to some places if you are overcome by the most basic temptations to lust after the flesh. That's very low-level black Malkut activity. Who is he going to entrust the nations to? Where is he going to be able to bring you? If you cannot, there are going to be many women of righteousness. I suggest that you clean up your eyes as quickly as possible because the beauty of the righteous is being restored to the righteous women and righteous men. Amen. So these are going to be some of the most attractive people that have ever walked the planet. And if you're lusting now after just people demon possessed and whatnot, where it's act they're actually ugly, yeah. you think it's attractive because you're blind. It's witchcraft. The mirrors and the shadows and people walk by, oh, it was such a pretty, I couldn't help, it was an attractive, it's all just, it's a facade. The only yeah, it's beauty... it's of snakes every yep. time. And if, if you understand, when you start to go up the rungs, you'll see, like, <sighs> you'll see, like, an old... You might see, like, an old 
a decrepit man's spirit in the, the you know cute young girls that you're lusting at after they're full of demons, you might see it contort. You might you'll you start to see the birds, beasts, and reptiles that people actually are carrying, and the facade is just removed. They're just not. You can't. You get to a certain level, you can't be attracted to those things anymore. It's physically impossible. Yep. It's not possible to be attracted to that because you love holiness. And that's it because you know Zion, God. Zion, perfect yeah. in beauty, Yarevave yeah. shines forth, it so, is written. So I recommend, right now it's early on, there's just very few people walking in righteousness. But again, some of these people are going to be just incredibly beautiful and incredibly holy. And don't think about it, guys. Oh, I'm going to get a righteous woman. They're going to be awesome. Not if you're not going up sapphire stones. You need union happen. with the spirit of Jesus first. Otherwise, you'll be a whore your whole life. Right. And they will be, you know, the people walking in holiness, they'll be too good for you. If you're not rising, it's, it does not, God does not going to put people together when one is going to be going walking in righteousness and the other one's just a whore to demons. He doesn't, God doesn't work like that. He'll redeem, you know, your situations. But right now, when we're talking about these kinds of things, if if you can't even be around, you know, the men of righteousness or the women of righteousness without lusting after the opposite sex, some of you go out lusting after the same sex, whatever, whatever sin it is, it needs to come out. Do you think God is going to entrust you to go into the places in Hollywood, in California, in I mean, dealing with the Clippeth in Europe? And all like the the concentration of lust magic of principalities and higher rungs in you. Do you think God's yeah. going to be able to use you? He's not gonna send you unless you're fortified against the enemy. It's not about you versus the jogger down the road. Mm-hmm. You're going to need to exercise external discipline until you have it. It's always first a discipline, and you show God that you're committed and you put the word into your eyes. You learn to hate. Abhorrence means hatred for your past sins. Learn to hate lust. Pray it. Speak it. Ask for it. Ask and then you will receive. Keep knocking. Keep asking. Be diligent. Seek God. Go up the rungs. This is how you do it. And And ask Elijah to circumcise your phallus. That's his job in Malkut. And he would love to cut the impulse of sexuality out of all your private parts because that's his job. So what I'm saying is if you can't even be around people who are actually holy, they're walking in certified sapphire stone righteousness and holiness, what do you think is going to happen if you get around people I can hear who him saying, are what full about of my, demons? My spouse. When, mm-hmm. Once you're circumcised of the impulse of lust, your marriage mm-hmm. that is ordained in heaven and you're married literally before God in his Shekinah, mm-hmm. that goes through the roof mm-hmm. in pleasure. And lust mm-hmm. never helps in any pleasure of the upper mm-hmm. garden of Eden. Yep. It's basically total deception until you're circumcised. Yep. Truth in you. Yeah. So a lot of people, again, like you said, that's that's a common fear. Why is it a common fear? Because the enemy, the clippeth, is there in the background. Again, if the angel pulled back the veil, you would see a little demon there spouting those lies to you. Well, what about this? Fear that. Fear this. Fear of losing the pleasure of the flesh is one of the main things why no one ever rises. And I know that's true with almost all of you in this place tonight. That you don't really Mm -hmm. believe that God's got something better for you than what you've already tasted Mm -hmm. with your nefesh souls. The truth is you're totally deceived and you need to repent and get circumcised by Elijah Mm -hmm. 
and taste and see, which means invite Elijah's sword to circumcise the sexual immorality mm -hmm. off of your members. It is a cutting away of the spiritual yeah. and natural foreskin and membrane of lust in your genitalia. Mm -hmm. And you those impulses go down as the sword of Elijah mm -hmm. works in you. Mm -hmm. In every single Jewish circumcision in Judaism, there's an empty chair set for the angel of Elijah. Elijah. Because it they have the tradition and the wisdom of understanding that's what his job is in the eternal messianic kingdom of Jesus mm -hmm. Christ because it's written in the word. Mm -hmm. There there's a walk you can walk in in Christ on sapphire stones that ultimately it will become physically impossible for you to be even attracted to anyone other than the person that God gives for you. It's just it's a blessing. And so a lot of people may not have faith for that because they haven't experienced that. Yeah. Well, how few people have gone up? Now, just, I didn't always have that understanding. But I'll tell you the extent of the severity that I gave uh, in my own life, my own crucifixion. I'll tell you my own crucifixion story. Making a covenant before the Lord, I was so desperate to go up sapphire stones with the Lord that I was willing, even if I have to live on the earth for another thousand years and do the same, you know, stuff that we're doing for a thousand years, if I never have another sexually pleasurable experience or feeling or sensation in my entire earthly walk, that's fine. I just, let's go up sapphire stones. That's what that... Well, what about a woman? All the women are probably like, yeah, no problem. We got it. Well, I know. On top of that, some women have trouble with that anyway. But on top of that, even if it's not possible to have a break from the warfare, to even have a romantic anything. Emotional um, stimulation. Emotional, romantic, cared. Nobody's going to care for me. Like, you know, it's just going to be war. Even if it takes all that time, well... Buckle up, buckle down. Yeah. Here we go. This is this is what what it takes, and you know. And then the guys are probably like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> you know, but you have to understand, male and female. The promise of the cross them. is yeah. the promise of salvation and Malkut. Right. So that's terminate not, yeah. your sinful nature. So there is going to be incredible uh, sexual enjoyment for your holy marriages. There is going to be incredible feelings of love and care. And affection in your marriages but the issue is what are you willing to sacrifice of the old nature now most of the time it requires a sacrifice without you even knowing of the good things that are going to come after it's just Abraham they're ready to stab Isaac like all right guess we're done yeah here we go you know yeah. what are you willing to let go of Abraham didn't delay in that did he nope he didn't delay he had no time to delay his his delay, which was many decades, was in believing that he could reproduce with no ability of the realm of the natural. As is written, Sarah's womb was dead. Abraham was also dead, and they were beyond the time of childbearing. So it, what that represents is believing that God has something higher than your human ability in the heavens with the angels and giving up that dead nature of the below realm like Sarah and Abraham did. And then when they gave birth supernaturally, 
to Isaac as already dead men and women, offering it up on an altar for an even greater promise through the life of the Son, which was stars and sands, the promise of Abraham, which is the heavens. New heavens and new earth was the promise. And you are the children of Abraham and Sarah of faith, the children of promise, it is written in the New Testament. Because that's the same kind of faith you have to have today in sacrificing the below dead realm for believing that God has a life for you above with the angels that's far better than any of your natural mm -hmm. abilities. Amen. Well, amen. And then let's do a little impartation here because this will be helpful. The white robes, the purity, the archangel of purity, and the secret entrance to the moon. Amen. Okay. You're Rev real. Yes. Hey, hey. We love you. Uh -huh. Thank you. Revelation 22:14 Wonderfully blessed are those who wash their robes white so they can access the tree of life. Did you did anyone just hear me right now? Wonderfully blessed are those who wash their robes garments white so that they can access the tree of life and enter the city of bliss by its open gates. Amen. Wash robes white so you can access the tree of life. Which is all about the sexual purity required yes. to ascend the angelic runs. It's right there in the Bible. Amen. Now, Uriel, I found this in the oral tradition of Moses, Uriel comprises the qualities of Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael. Just as Malkut comprises the qualities of Hesed, Gevra, and Tiferet. So there's a lot going on with uh, Uriel. And of, we have a snippet here from Paradise Lost for a nice activation here. Again, man having the visions, blind man that had visions in the 1600s. He orated this as poetry, inspired poetry, and the scribe would write it down. The Archangel Uriel, one of the seven who in God's presence nearest to his throne, stand ready at command and are his eyes, his eyes, that run through all the heavens or down to the earth, bear his swift errands over moist and dry or sea and land, him Satan thus accosts, Uriel, for thou of those seven spirits that stand in sight of God's high throne, gloriously bright, the first art want his great authentic will interpreter through highest heaven to bring, where all his sons thy embassy attend, and here art likeliest by supreme decree, like honor to obtain. And as his eye to visit off this new creation round, unspeakable desire to see and know, all these his wondrous works, but chiefly man, his chief delight and favor, him for whom all these his works, so wondrous he ordained, hath brought me from the choirs of cherubim, alone thus wandering brightest seraph, tell in which of these shining orbs hath man his fixed seat. In which of these shining orbs hath man his fixed seat, or fixed seat hath none. But all these shining orbs, his choice to dwell, 
that I may find him and with secret gaze or open admiration him behold on whom the great creator hath bestowed worlds. Man, on whom the great creator hath bestowed worlds. Worlds without end. Spheres, orbs, worlds. And on whom hath all these graces, graces poured, that both in him and all things as is meet the universal maker we may praise who justly hath driven out his rebel foes to deepest hell, and to repair that lost created this new happy race of men to serve him better. Wise are all his ways. So spake the false disassembler, dissembler unperceived. That's Satan in his wiles trying to find out where they put Adam. Here we go, secret moon entrance. Secret moon entrance. Meanwhile, in utmost longitude, where heaven with earth and ocean meets, the setting sun, sunrise, sunset, slowly descended, and with right aspect against the eastern gate of paradise, leveled his evening rays. It was a rock of alabaster piled up to the clouds, conspicuous far winding with one ascent, accessible from earth one entrance high <laughs> the rest was craggy cliff that overhang still as it rose impossible to climb betwixt these rocky pillars gabriel sat chief of the angelic guards awaiting night about him exercised Heroic games, the unarmed youth of heaven, but nigh at hand, celestial armory shields, helms, and spears, hung high with diamond flaming and with gold. Thither came Uriel, gliding through the even on a sunbeam. There there came Uriel, gliding through the even on a sunbeam, swift as a shooting star. In autumn thwarts the night. When vapors fired impress the air and shows the mariner from what point of his compass to beware impetuous winds, he thus began in haste. Gabriel, to thee thy course by lot hath given, charge and strict watch, that to this happy place no evil thing approach or enter in. This day at height of noon came to my sphere, the sphere of your a spirit zealous as he seemed to know more of the Almighty's works and chiefly man. God's latest image, I described his way, bent all on speed and marked his airy gate. But in the mount that lies from Eden north, where he first lighted, Gever, soon discerned his looks alien from heaven with passions foul obscured, Mine eye pursued him still, but under shade, lost sight of him. One of the banished crew, I fear, hath ventured from the deep to raise new troubles. Him thy care must be to find, to whom the winged warrior thus returned. Uriel, no wonder if thy perfect sight, the perfect sight of Uriel, purity, Uriel, no wonder if thy perfect sight amid the sun's bright circle thou sittest see far and wide, 
in at this gate, none pass. The vigilance here placed, but such as come, well known from heaven, and since meridian hour no creature thence, if spirit of other sort, so minded have o'erleaped these earthly bounds, on purpose, hard thou knowest it to exclude, spiritual substance with corporeal bar, but if within the circuit of these walks, and whatsoever shape he lurk, of whom thou tellest, by morrow dawning I shall know. So promised he, and Uriel to his charge, returned on that bright beam, whose point now raised, bore him sloped downward to the sun, now fallen beneath the Azores, whether the prime orb. Incredible how swift had thither rolled diurnal or less voluble earth. By shorter flight to the east had left him there, arraying with reflected purple and gold the clouds that on his western throne attend. Now came still evening on and twilight gray, had in her sober livery all things clad, silence accompanied for beast and bird. They to their grassy couch, these to their nests, where slunk all but the wakeful nightingale. She all night long her amorous descant sung, silence was pleased, now glowed the firmament with living sapphires, now glowed the firmament with living sapphires. Hesperus that led the starry host rode brightest till the moon rising in clouded majesty at length the parent queen unveiled her peerless light and o'er the dark her silver mantle threw when Adam thus to Eve fair consort of the hour of night and all things now retired to rest. Amen. Amen. Tomorrow's the first day of the crusade in Kenya, and I want to thank everyone that participated with that. We raised 3600 and it's all spent into the next three days in one of the biggest events probably ever in the that area, the Rua Block 10 area. But it's a very, very significant prophetic act, too, for RLM Global. It really signifies a, a maturing of Red Letter Ministries and RLM TV and the RLM Global Vision into the next level of maturity as a global ministry and as a trinity of apostles that doesn't really exist in any other ministry on earth right now. It just It's non-existent. There's no one doing what we're doing like this and we just want to thank everyone who's supporting us, who believes in our works and believes in our message. And it is really precious. You are our Philippians, as it's written. You Philippians alone sponsored me in my apostolic works, says the Apostle Paul. And that's what some of you are. You are true Philippians. Philippian partners with apostolic pioneers. And it's precious to the Holy Spirit. And I pray that Bezalel, the maker of the gold instruments of the Ark of the Covenant, would bless your businesses, bless your, your hands, your fingers, your entire clay bodies, and your bones, and your marrow, and your brains, and your hearts, and your blood, and your health, and your house, 
for new business success. And let the angels help you. As you know, angels are all that separate man from God. So you will go through all the holy angels, including Bezalel and Moses, the angel of Aaron, the angel of Joseph the righteous, the angel of David, and the angel of Elijah, and every other holy angel of the cloud of witnesses of righteous men made perfect, and the servants of these archangels mentioned in Paradise Lost. You will go through all of them, and you will learn their ways, and they will teach you and train you how to be more like Jesus Christ and God the Father for success and merit and great rewards in the Messianic Kingdom of Israel. In Jesus' name. If you want to partner and give, just like when you establish a big event, it's one thing to have it all paid for, but it's another thing, offerings at the event. Give an offering for the event, for the crusade, not just for the building of the crusade, but for what's going on inside the crusade itself. Mm -hmm. Amen. Just like when you build a house and you come into the house, they take offerings for the works of that house. So it is when you build the kingdom of heaven. When you build God's heavenly Jerusalem with apostolic building like we do every single day in this apostolic ministry. It is righteous and holy that the offerings be taken up for the increase of the building of this house, which is not Rebecca's house, Shadrach's house, or Brandon's house, but the house of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, of all glory, of all angels, of all heaven and all earth, and build that house with us in a covenant partnership of your finances in Jesus' name. Click the links in the description. May you be blessed as you give, and we'll see you tomorrow. Amen. Amen.